What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is and how it works? Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Elise, and I help people heal their emotional bodies, connect to their intuition, and discover their life purpose through intuitive life coaching and flower essence. Our spiritual healing and wellness center is dedicated to helping individuals realize their full potential through their body, mind, and spirit by providing spiritual education, guidance, healing, and transformation through various digital platforms. You can find us at www.elisehealingcenter.com. Today, we have Mr. here with us to discuss how to deal with shame. And, you know, as you all know, shame is by far the most destructive of all human emotions. And at some point, you know, we all have some type of shame in our lives that, you know, we may not be ready, willing, and able to discuss and deal with. But before we get into the show, I want to share more information about Mr. Caparucci. Eddie Caparucci is a licensed therapist in the state of Georgia and is certified in the treatment of sexual and pornography addiction by three accreditation boards. He and his wife have a thriving private practice working with men struggling with addiction and their wives who are dealing with betrayal. Among his many clients, Eddie has worked with professional athletes, including NFL and MLB players and television personalities. He is the vice president of the Compulsive Sexual Behavior and Partner Trauma Institute Board. He also serves as a clinical expert for the National Decency Coalition, an organization designed to limit pornography to minors as a writer. He contributes articles to blogs such as XXX Church, 
com, men against porn dot org and marriage dot com. He has testified in from a Georgia House committee regarding the destruction of pornography on marriages in the family. He is the author of the book Removing Shame Label, Learning to Break Free of Shame and Feel God's Love. His next book is entitled Managing Your Inner Child, Managing Your Sex Porn Addiction. The Reasons Men Abuse Sex. So these are very important topics, and I am definitely looking forward to Mr. Caparucci's um, next book titles coming up. So on that note, let's just welcome Mr. Eddie Caparucci to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Elise, how are Hello. you? Hello. Just fine. How are you, Mr. Caparucci? How I, I are you? I'm so well. First, call me Eddie, and I am just very excited to be here. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. So how's the weather? Are you in Georgia today? We're in Georgia, and it's a little bit cool, but it's supposed to be hitting about 70 or so. Uh, over the weekend, and believe it, you know, pretty soon, probably in about another three, four weeks, we'll probably be in the 80s, and the summer will be here. Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, every guest we have on the show, we always like to ask, what role did your intuition play in helping you write your creative works? How did the spirit talk to you during the writing process? Well, you know, that's a a really interesting question that you bring up. And actually your first one has ever asked me that question because there is actually a story behind it. Um, When I first got the idea for the book, uh, Removing Your Shame Label, I just sat down and just started to write. And I wrote and wrote and wrote. And after about eight months or so here, I had a finished manuscript. And, and I sat down. I said, you know what? I'm going to read through this uh, book one more time before I start sending it out to someone. And as I read through it, I, I just simply hated it. it. It was not doing anything that I thought um, originally I planned it to communicate. So I tossed it tossed it and I said you know what it's just not meant to be it's not the right book and you know as I sat and I spoke with my wife more about it she was like she asked me the same question you were asking so what did um, you know what did you hear as far as God what was his input in the book and I was like you know what I didn't even ask I didn't even ask and um, and so I went back to say hey Lord what do you think I mean, is there a reason for this book? Is there a need for it? And I heard very loud and clear, yes, there is. I go, well, if that's the case, then you know what? I really need to do it your way this time and not my way. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did. And I sat down and through a lot of prayer and a lot of reflection um, and really just taking my time in between chapters to, you know, hear his voice. 
And when mm-hmm. I got done with that second uh, version of the manuscript, it was exactly the way he wanted me to write it. Wow. I mean, your testimony is so powerful because, um, you know, in the Christian community, intuition is something that <clears throat> is, it, it's been there always. I mean, many people in the Bible have used their intuition as they hear from God. But to see it done in this way of how you just gave a testimony on how the Spirit spoke to you on how to write this is fascinating to me. (laughs) And, you know, it's really interesting because um, almost everything that I do, I really do rely on the Spirit to guide me along. But for this, when Mm -hmm. it came to this particular um, venture, I was just running ahead. I was running ahead mm-hmm. and I was leaving God behind. And but it showed. Mm-hmm. It showed at the end, you know, it wasn't this is not a good product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Thank and when you I so and much, when I finally Mike. and when I finally did it's get them involved, look what happened. I mean, you know, and it's it become uh it's become a, a pretty successful seller thus far. Wow. So, you know, I I sat down and I read through the entire book in, like, one day, literally. (laughs) It was so good. Well, you know, the way way I write, I write the way I talk. And because I want it to be where people can very much understand it. I want it to be simplistic. I don't need to, you know, try to impress people with my writing skills or my vocabulary that's not what this was about. What this was about was very clear-cut messages that God wanted to deliver to his, to his people about how we should mm-hmm. be engaging in our relationship with him as well in, as our relationship with others. Wow. So I just got to ask, what is the Christian shame cycle? What is all that about? Yes. Uh, Basically, you know, as as you know, I'm a Christian counselor, and I've been in practice Mm -hmm. for about eight years, and that's a whole other story, how God got me over here. He took me out of corporate America and said, you're doing something different, Uh, but that's for another show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we um, (laughs) – but it was really interesting as Christian clients kept coming to me, and I saw how much they were struggling in their relationship with God, how much they were struggling in developing a relationship with them. And so I became very inquisitive about it because, again, these are folks who they go to church, they go to Bible studies. I mean, they're sitting next to you in the pews, but yet they're just feeling, you know what, God disappointed in me. God does not like me. All these false falsehoods that they believe. And what it led me to Mm -hmm. was to understand that we don't do a good job when it comes to processing our emotional pain that we have. What we like to do is we like to run away from emotional pain, Uh, and we look Mm -hmm. for ways to escape. And there's many different escapes that we can have. I mean, you can binge watch TV. You can eat too much. You can turn to pornography. You could you know, take up drinking. There's so many different things that you can do. And what I found was 
as I talk to these folks about their escaping because of their not sitting with their pain, they came to feel mm-hmm. that, you know what, God doesn't like my sinful nature. But because I'm sinful, you know, therefore God doesn't like me, which is completely erroneous. So the way the Christian shame cycle works is it starts off with your experiencing emotional pain. You don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. pain, so therefore what you do is you may gain, engage in some sort of a sinful behavior to distract yourself from your emotional pain. That's our, sin, that's our sinful nature and activate it. After we're done, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden we're inundated with shame because it's like, oh, why did I do this? I, should, I know better. I should not. Now it leads to feelings of worthlessness and self-loathing. It then leads us to, again, that belief that God is disappointed in us. God doesn't love me. God has rejected me, which only goes Mm -hmm. to reinforce our shame. And we sit there again until more emotional pain comes on top of it. And, again, we have the need to run away by engaging in other sinful behaviors. So what we have is just this endless cycle that goes around where sinning, feelings of worthlessness, feeling that God is disappointed, and then the shame part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is good to know because um, the, some of the questions that we have to ask for you today, it's centered around the Christian shame cycle. So if it seems as if it's redundant, definitely please let us know. But you know, why do so many Christians feel shame when they know that God loves them? Why do they feel that way? Why do they feel shame? Well, well, part part of that, Lisa, is just what you just said, that God knows they love them. There are many Christians mm-hmm. who don't really understand that. What they do is they, they catch the message of God hates sin. Oh, okay, therefore mm-hmm. God must hate me. They don't really see the whole rest of the story. And they because they're trapped, they feel shame because they're trapped in these sinful behaviors. And they feel, hey, wait, you know what? I'm a believer. I'm supposed to be able to be better than this. I'm supposed to get it right. As a Christian, mm-hmm. I should never fall. I should never fail. And then what they do is they'll start comparing themselves to other Christians around them who, again, all give the appearance that their lives are wonderful and they have it all together and they're all buttoned up. And they look and they say, mm-hmm. why can't I be like Bob? How come I can't be like Susan? Why, why? If they only knew the struggles that I had, oh, my gosh, they wouldn't even want to associate with me. So, therefore, there's un unrealistic expectations that many Christians have of themselves and what it should, what it means to be a Christian. And they look at it Mm -hmm. and think almost in a sense that, well, again, because I'm Christian, I should be perfect. I shouldn't be messing up at all. And look at all these other Christians around me who are perfect. So therefore what they're doing, they're just, they're just believing lies. Mm Mm-hmm. So as I hear you describe that and how they compare themselves to, you know, other people, you know, instead of looking up, they're looking around. Do you think that that has something to do with, 
them knowing their true their true born identity, meaning who they are in Christ and why they're here. It it ha- it has more to do, I think, with knowing or what they think they know about their so-called true identity. See, they don't really grasp mm-hmm. onto this true identity of being in Christ. Um, what mm-hmm. they really buy into is the fact of I'm just a very broken person. I, I'm flawed. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with me. And therefore, God does not want to have anything to do with me. And I am very different than my so-called Christian brothers and sisters. Ah, uh, okay. And I look okay. at let me tell you. Let me tell you this too. This goes. This, mm-hmm. this is an issue that runs very deep in our churches. I was I was not aware of how many Christians struggle in this way until I became a counselor. And I'll tell you this too. And this is pretty, you know, ironic. There are pastors that feel this way. They're pastors mm-hmm. who are caught up in their own sin who believe that God is rejecting them, that God has turned his back on them. I can't feel God's presence right now. Wow. And, you know, this is why we needed you on the show to really be that representative in the unique setting that you have because what I have found, too, you know, in many uh, Christian churches or, you know, even non-denominational, um, there is not really a unit to provide the type of counseling that you provide. Um, have you noticed that? Or am I just, um, you know, <laughs> observing things in in certain churches here? Do, do you right. know no. any churches that have a full-blown counseling services like you provide? There are. There are some churches that do um, have their own Christian counseling programs. Uh, We are not Mm -hmm. affiliated with a church. Uh, What we have Mm -hmm. are many churches who refer to us, so therefore someone may go to the pastor or associate pastor, and then after a meeting or two, they will send them over to us. But, no, there are some churches that do. Those, those are more of the, more, uh, the mega churches that have mm-hmm. the uh, resources to be able to um, engage. But the problem with that also becomes that if it's your church that is providing the services, people don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they have the shame right. of that, too. They're like, oh, my gosh, if anyone ever saw me coming out of the counseling office, you know, what would they think of me? So that, that becomes another issue in this whole thing. Again, and that, that's the thing about people living more in the world than they are in the spirit. They're more concerned about what others mm. think about them than, than being concerned about, hey, you know what? Actually not being concerned about anything, just understanding that God loves you and accepts you unconditionally and that you're not perfect and we are going to mess up. But it's okay. It's okay. He understands. But let's let let us, you know, be remorseful. Let us repent and let's see if we can get it right the next time. Okay. So it just seems like, you know, people need to have or be in the practice of renewing their minds is what it sounds like. 
it is every day. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to die each day, are we not? I mean, and to me, that is, you know, I, I, I picture us in a way we're covered with all of these uh, ugly scales. And each day we should be looking to just pull one, one away from us and tossing it aside. I mean, even by the time we get to the day of judgment, we may only have a quarter of our body that is cleaned or cleansed of those scales, but we're doing what Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be doing and moving down that path of sanctification to become more Christ-like. But of course, we'll be light years away from that process by the time we get to the day of judgment, but that's okay. Because God only wants mm-hmm. to see, hey, what is the desire of your heart to walk with me? If your desire of your heart is to walk with me, you know, yes, I am very forgiving and understanding of your brokenness and your struggles. But many people don't understand that, and they think, oh, because I'm not perfect, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to get in trouble. God's going to be angry with me. And a lot of that has to do with, their attachment that they had with their parents. And folks who ah. have bad, yeah, folks who have a difficult, did not bond well with their parents and suffer from what we call attachment disorders may find it very, very difficult to establish a healthy relationship with God. If I'm always trying to be perfect because I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint my dad, my earthly father well i'm going to do the same thing with god wow this i my eyes are completely open because now you're looking at root issues of why people do the things that they do so hold that thought when we come back we're going to look a little bit more into other topics in terms of God's love and acceptance and continue with what you're saying in terms of not disappointing others. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Here go the secrets on how to keep it real. Take some time alone so you can chill. It don't take a lot of time to know the deal. Must be ready to hear the truth. For loving you, for loving you. If you love you, you will get the same vibe. So go find your tribe. Love yourself instead of your pride. For the love of you. You are worth it, you are love, you are value. You, you, for the love of you. When it's me and you, this is how we do. Never regret all the time that I talk with you. When I'm alone with you, there's so much more to you. 
Learn the secrets to awaken your own financial genius. Mark Jackson II has written an Amazon International bestseller, Read Me or Stay Broke. This gripping story does the impossible marvelously. This book entertains and educates the reader. The book transforms the reader with an emotional journey filled with dynamic financial discoveries. In an effort to pay his dying mother's medical bills, Josh has burned the candle at both ends for far too long. In the last-ditch effort to stay afloat, he works even harder while his boss is breathing down his neck. Exhausted and desperate, Josh comes to a simple realization. He is broke and out of options. Until one day, a mysterious woman offers him a challenge. Her company offers him the chance to learn the powerful money secrets of the rich secrets that have built fortunes for centuries but were always hidden from the public. But there's a catch. If Josh can complete the challenge, his mother's bills will be paid in full, fail, and she will die in debt. In his darkest moment, Josh agrees to the challenge. You will learn side by side with Josh as he is exposed to the seven mentors, savings, debt, credit, taxes, business, stocks, and real estate investing, the seven keys to wealth building. To save his mother's life, all he needs to do is listen, learn, and apply the secrets from each lesson. Will he be able to learn all the secrets in time? Can he complete the challenge in time to save his mother? This powerful story will keep you on the edge of your seat. You can get your copy on Amazon.com. Do you want to stay connected to Mark Jackson II? You can find him on Facebook under Mark Sweeney Jackson or www.facebook.com forward slash Mark Jackson 2. And read me or stay broke at www.facebook.com forward slash read me or stay broke. Mark 2 is also on Instagram under Mark's Jackson 2 and read me or stay broke. Lastly, you can find him on Twitter under at Mark Jackson 2. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and our special guest, Eddie Caparucci. We are continuing the conversation about the Christian shame cycle. Eddie, why is it difficult for many Christians to feel God's love and acceptance? I know you had talked about early childhood issues, but what else can you share with us about this particular topic? Right. There, there, are, there are many, um, there are several parts to this question. Um, first mm-hmm. and foremost is that many Christians don't understand what it means to be in a real relationship with God. Um, they, they believe that, you know, okay, I go to church, maybe I go to a Bible study, and that's it. God doesn't talk to me. I don't talk to God. God stays very distant from us. You know, all I need to do is just to say I believe and that, you know, I'm going to be good with him. But there's a lot more to the Christian life than that. Uh, they also believe mm-hmm. in fact that the, the idea that God hates sin, and therefore if he hates sin, 
he must hate me. So therefore, they're actually mm-hmm. keeping, you know, they're not feeling the acceptance of God. But that's only part of the story. Because as I said before, they don't really know who God is. And they don't understand that God is love. Yes, you know, God does hate sin. We understand that. But more importantly, God accepts and loves each of us individual, uh, unconditionally. And they don't grasp mm-hmm. that part of it because they're just focused on what they're doing as far as failing. They're not looking mm-hmm. at what God really is like and what he means. And part of that has mm-hmm. to do with the whole idea of one of the things that gets you know, uh, taught to us as Christians, especially at a younger age, is the idea of, you know what, um, we are sinful. We are sinful. We are sinful. And, and then it's like, okay, so I, I'm, I'm a bad person. That's what that's the message they take away from it. And that's not the message you should be. No, you're not a bad person. You, you engage in bad behaviors like everyone else because it's a broken world and because we are flawed. So th- therefore, mm-hmm. what they're doing in many, many cases, they're keeping God at a distance. They're you know, keeping him at bay because they don't feel, they feel that they're afraid he's going to reject me. So therefore, you know what? I'm not going to focus a lot on God. That's not where my focus is going to be. I'll do what I need to do by going to church and I'll try to be good and whatever, but that's not where my focus because if I think about God too much, then I'm going to realize, ooh, I am broken, I am bad, and I'm going to feel rejected. The other part, the last part to all of this is we don't tap into the Holy Spirit very well. You know, as you know, God's love is within us, the, heart, the Holy Spirit within us. And if you look at Romans 5, 5, what it says, it says, um, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. But if you think about that for a moment, if God's love is in our hearts, how come we're not oozing with that? How come we're not, we're not, it's not flowing through our bodies 24-7? And how come it's not spilling out to others so they can see it too? And a, a big reason for that is that many Christians are just so caught up in their day-to-day lives that they're not tapping into the Holy Spirit and allowing it to be released. So therefore, they don't wind up ultimately experiencing the love and acceptance of God to the fullest that they can. Wow. I love that you brought that particular scripture into our Um, show today because it's so important for people to understand that. I mean, and even when you look at intuition, you know, I'm just looking here at, um, I mean, we could go to Hebrews, we could go to Ephesians, you know, for any of our listeners who would like to explore more, definitely check out Hebrews uh, chapter 4, verse 12, but um, also Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, in Ephesians, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. That's, that's, that's intuition. Great. Right. 
Absolutely. But see, again, if you're not pursuing it, if you're not trying to obtain that, if you're not praying to God to give me the wisdom, if you don't seek, you're not going to find. I mean, yeah, I mean, he may, let, he may have you trip over him, but that's not always the case. And that's why too often our head is down and we're running through life versus our heads up and that we're very observant of our surroundings and where is God at work and where is he inviting me in to partake. Wow. And that's what people are doing is filling or adding in substitutes in their lives instead of accepting the divine love that's already available to them. Absolutely. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. They are looking for substitutes. And part of the reason they look for substitutes is because I don't believe, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about the role of the church, I don't believe that, you know, the churches have done a very good job in, in teaching Christians, and I'm not talking about just today, but I'm talking about for centuries, on what are the expectations of, of what should be our expectations of God, what are, are God's expectations of us, and what should our role be, really, really what our role should be. And I, and I don't think that's been defined as well enough to uh, a majority of Christians. Some know it, absolutely. But I would think a, ma- a majority just do not. Wow. And, you know, this is not a, a show to where, you know, we are uh, condemning churches or anything like that, but it's something that needs to be said because that's part of the problem too is, you know, people know this stuff, but they don't have the courage to speak the truth. I mean, it is what it is. How can we improve as a society if we don't have conversations that will allow us to even spark some type of critical and creative thinking? Amen. So what advice would you offer churches and other spiritual organizations on helping people learn how to live without the power of condemnation? Um, Well, first and foremost, going back to what I just mentioned a a moment ago, we need to have a very clear and concise message delivered of who God is and what is expected of us in the relationship with him. And as we mentioned before, as I said before, that God is love. God is love, Mm -hmm. and he, and he gives our – we are saved because of his grace. To understand that mm-hmm. Jesus did all the work. The work is done by Jesus Christ. And therefore, just accepting mm-hmm. the grace of God, which we do not deserve, is all that we need to do in order to, to have salvation. However, and this is where the confusion comes in, if we appreciate mm-hmm. the good work, if we appreciate what Jesus did, that he went and he died for us. I appreciate that so much. What I'm doing is I'm not just looking at him as my Savior. I'm also looking at him as my Lord. And therefore, I want to graciously do the good works that he has asked me to do. I'm not obligated to do it. 
there's been no major command. I want to do it. And where mm-hmm. a lot of Christians get confused is they're not doing good work. They're not engaged, and they're, or they feel like I haven't done enough, and therefore they feel guilty about it. But there's no guilt to be found. We do it out of appreciation. And the other aspect of it is God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows mm-hmm. that there are people and events that have scarred us, that sometimes make it very mm-hmm. difficult to us to abide. And But however, what he is, he is very forgiving of that. And what he asks, he actually says, doesn't come forth, stand before me and show me your shame. Not so that I can sit there and ridicule you for it, but instead so I can help remove it from you because you shouldn't have it. You are my son mm-hmm. or daughter. And you should not be littered with shame. Let me remove it from you so, therefore, you will feel this sense of wanting to live an abundant life. And part of an abundant life is doing the good works that my kingdom needs. And that is part of what I think the overall message needs to be delivered. And the other thing I think the church needs to really kind of help people focus on is how do they learn to live more in the spirit than to live in the world. How do you become more of a spiritual being here? And again, we go to Galatians 5, 22, 23, the fruit of the spirit. If we stick with those Mm -hmm. nine attributes, and these are the things I want to focus on in my life, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control – Ooh, wow, what a wonderful world that would be, huh? That would be almost like heaven now. <laughs> and it would be. Heaven now. Would be, <laughs> right, right, because we would be spiritual beings. Now, nobody could be a spiritual being 24-7. That's not because, again, we're flawed. However, if we right. attempt to live in the spirit more than the world, oh, there's no shame, there's no guilt. There's no obligations, but there is desire. There's a desire mm-hmm. to want to give love, to give joy. There's a desire to want to have, be faithful, to show kindness, to be patient, to be gentle and have self-control. So, wow. that, those are so as I was things, listening, it would be nice to see. And I support that 100%. As I was listening to you share these recommendations here, a Bible verse popped up in my mind, and um, it's um, John chapter 4, verse 24, and it talks about God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So that was Mm. perfect to what you said. (laughs) Yep. Nice. But 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 that that and you know what and that goes back to tapping in the Holy Spirit. See that is the work mm-hmm. we need to do. The work we need to do is be more mindful that we should be spiritual mm-hmm. beings. I mean, why 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 would we mm-hmm. not start the quest of living in heaven now? Why are we going to wait till we get in heaven? Why can't we start that process right now and to learn to live as spiritual beings as opposed to Worldly beings. 
Wow. You said a mouthful. I am loving it. We'd like to have you back on the show. <laughs> Anytime we can talk about God and, you know, definitely help people understand the whole purpose of this living without condemnation. It's important. We're living in a critical time in history right now. So thank you so much for being on the show. Before we go to break, I definitely want to make sure I ask, is there anything else you would like to share with us about what you are doing to help others? Do you have any speaking engagements coming up? Workshops? Uh, well, I've actually, I've actually put a lot of my speaking engagements on hold because they were getting a little bit too out of hand. And the one thing I heard very loud from him is you need to be in the trenches. And in the trenches is here mm-hmm. in my practice working with people individually. But I do work with men to help mm-hmm. uh, to mentor them to, to be how to understand the Christian walk and what's expected of them. And as you know, I also work almost exclusively in helping men who are struggling with sexual and pornography addictions. Um, but, you know, if people want to see a little bit more about this or learn more about this, again, they can pick up a copy of my book, Removing Your Shame Label. That's available on Amazon or on Barnes, at Barnes & Noble. Okay, and how can they reach you? Um, where can they find you on social media sure. or online? Yep, my my email is edkappa, E-D-C-A-P-P-A, at gmail.com. And they can also go to my website, and there's a place there that you can reach out to me, and that's Abundant Life Counseling GA, which would be for Georgia. So it's AbundantLifeCounselingGA.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a, an amazing treat. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. I, I love sharing this stuff. I love talking about it. And, yeah, I would love to come back on at some point. Okay. Well, it's time for a break. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. When we come back, I will share some messages from the spirit and angels. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Are you tired of being hurt again and again? Do you wonder why your partner came into your life? Did you know that love is the most powerful force on earth? Through the 501c3 not-for-profit, Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, Minister Dr. Elise has proven to thousands through her intuitive readings, life coaching, books, audio CDs, online courses, seminars, class tours, and workbooks that by learning how to navigate relationships with spiritual eyes, you can prepare for your relationship and date with a purpose, all for the love of you. With For the Love of You, how to navigate relationships with spiritual eyes, you will get a closer look at understanding how masculine and feminine energy impact relationships and explore the types of spiritual connections within those relationships. Additionally, you will learn strategies to help demystify the challenges that comes with relationships and the five stages that you will experience in romantic relationships. Discover why everything you need to learn happens through relationships. People come into your life for two reasons. 
life lessons, or life blessings. Gain a new perspective on self-love, emotional intimacy, spiritual energy, and how they relate to your relationships. It's time for you to show yourself some love. It is your divine birthright to do what is best for the love of you. You are love. Honor yourself. Date with a purpose. All for the love of you. You can get your copy on Amazon.com or directly from our online store at www.elisehealingcenter.com. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected postcards from the spirit using the Colette Baron Reed system. Let me share them with you. Dearest you, as you think, so will you experience life. Thoughts are that powerful and they need minding. Let the unruly, chaotic ones settle down so they serve you or get released instead of wrecking havoc. These thoughts arise when connected to the energy of fear and often masquerade as truth. Yet, the real truth is that essentially all is well. Of course, you have thoughts that are positive, strong, organized, accepting, creative, open, and so on. Those are the ones we want you to keep thinking, and they have a less frantic quality, stimulating in a good way and don't get away from you. How do you keep an inner eye on your thoughts? Meditate and leave judgment out of the mix. Everyone has those fearful thoughts. Love them, love yourself, and then choose the thoughts you want the world to reflect back. Life is not as hard as you think. Loving you so much. Guys, you know, is definitely something that we all need to think about. Whatever you're thinking about, it will show up in whether it's your relationship, whether it's in business, whether it's in personal um, connections and things of that nature, or even at the workplace. So it's all about the flow of your intentions. You know, it's the flow of the heart. A man thinketh whatever, you know, he is feeling in his heart. And, you know, that goes for male or female. So if you're having those mind monsters that's trying to take over you, then you owe it to yourself to gain control over your thoughts and speak life into your thought process. So that whenever you're interacting with others in whatever capacity it may be, it's positive. It's divine love because what we know about divine love is that it heals and it prospers. So we don't really have room for those negative um, thoughts, the negative energy, those mind monsters, if you will. Another message that came in is this. Dearest you. Are you taking yourself and your problems too seriously? Maybe fear of the future is weighing on you. We would like you to take a little break from all that and start having fun. When you stop fixating on what has been making you heavy-hearted, we get a chance to move some magic in your direction. We just need you to let go a little. Spirit needs some room and gets very inspired by your laughter when you have fun. 
When was the last time you got really loose, silly, and goofy? Maybe you need to go dancing or watch some very funny comedy to make you laugh or call the one friend you know will remind you how ridiculous and delightfully giddy you can be. You will return refreshed and renewed and ready to once again see the world as less daunting. And you will be ready to receive in perfect timing the bounty that spirit has for you. Don't you just love how much we care about you? So whatever you are going through at this particular time, you really need to give it to God. I put some uh, clarifying um messages here just to kind of get clarity on that particular message from the spirit and the spirit wanted me to really focus in on abundance guys when we talk about abundance you know a lot of people associate it with money and in reality yeah money is involved but it's so much more than money it's the non-tangibles you know it's joy it's peace it's love it's happiness Um, it's just positive fruits of the spirit so those two additional messages that came in is centered around having the courage to ask for and accept help, okay? Asking for help is a sign of strength, as is accepting it as it is offered to you. Very often when you ask God for help, prayers are answered through other people. Be sure to accept this assistance as well as give it to others as you are guided. So, you know, earlier in one of those messages, we talked about the power of the mind and the power of your thoughts. You know, if God is using people to help you, because when you pray to God and your prayers are answered through other people, you have to understand the power of your thoughts. If your thoughts are in divine flow, meaning with the best intentions or the highest good for all involved, then you will be able to recognize when other people are trying to help you. You never know where your help comes from. So, you know, that's why it's in your best interest to always interact with others with pure and positive intentions. Because you just never know how God may put something on somebody's heart that you may um, may not have been in contact with or, you, you know, you may have some type of perception about. You never know how God may use that person to help you with whatever it is. The way it works, guys, is you pray to God about the things that you need, the things that are going on in your life, wherever you need assistance. But the other side of that is remaining in faith and definitely being in prayer, meditation, um, however you connect with God, whatever your relationship looks like with God, that is what you need to do. You need to be still, be quiet, and allow the spirit to talk with you and share with you the next steps on how you need to proceed. And, you know, whether that opportunity is what is necessary at this time. So keep your thoughts positive, guys. The second message of clarity that I got in was about your relationships. 
For many of you, you are being called to detox your friendships. Now, this is not saying be alone because we're here on earth to, to serve and be in community and fellowship. What the Spirit is saying here is your abundance flow is being affected by the people with whom you're spending time with. So be discerning about your associations and relationships. Choose to be with people who are inspiring, generous, and supportive, all right? Two numbers came up, and those numbers are the number seven, which deals with personal growth, and the number 16, which deals with rebirth. Today is a beautiful day, guys. This is the official first day of spring here in in the U.S. So, you know, we're in a very good season. Um, I honestly think that this episode today is symbolic. <laughs> it's a sense of renewal, a sense of rebirth, knowing that you can live your life without the power of condemnation. You can. But you got to have the necessary tools. So I encourage you to do whatever God is calling you to do to strengthen your relationship with him. We received a message from Archangel Michael, and that message is keep your eyes on your targeted intention. And here's a prayer that can kind of help you with that. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for helping me focus on my inner vision and intention. I ask for your guidance in releasing any fears or doubts, granting me the confidence and courage to take action toward realizing my dreams. This is a prayer that you can use to help you stay on track with what it is that God has called you to do. If you would like to contact me, you can go to our Healing Center's website, www.elisehealingcenter.com, or find us on Facebook at Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center. If you have any life questions, then send them to askdrelise at gmail.com, and I will answer them via video response on our YouTube channel. Share out this episode to family, friends, colleagues, and coworkers. If you are interested in learning about your life intuitively, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Arizona Elise, to get your monthly intuitive reading and intuitive career and money abundance reading by Birthstein. If you are interested in learning about your life from an astrological perspective, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Astro Elise, to get your monthly historic forecast by Birthstein, weekly reading and insights spiritual knowledge, and so much more. Join us every first and third Wednesdays of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For the next episode on the Elise Intuition Radio Show, we will have special guest, Dr. Joe Martin, founder of Real Men Connect, here to share pearls of wisdom on raising boys and understanding men through spiritual leadership and love. Stay tuned. Have a great week. I love you guys, and I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent.
You've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit EliseHealingCenter.com. That's EliseHealingCenter.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.